0: In Lost in confusion. When I tell them there's no problem? Only solutions. Hi, this is Jim Parker, broker of Access Brokerage Realty in Atlanta, Georgia area. I'm an exclusive buyer agent always looking for solutions to your home buying needs. Now, I'm interested in finding solutions to other problems as well, whether it be federal, state, or local budgets, budgetary problems, local issues, state issues, federal issues, politics, real estate, business, social media, etc. So let's find some solutions to our problems because God only knows we have plenty of problems. I'll be right back to hear some of your solutions. Hi, this is Jim Parker, Access Brokerage Realty, uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, talking about, I uh, went to the showcase today, it was uh, usually FMLS showcase, but it's a showcase of realtors. And one of the topics that came up is about the California laws of privacy, and they are very restrictive in how you can collect and use and also be sued if you're not treating their data with respect and not treating them The uh, California Consumer Privacy Act of 2018 basically says that beginning January 1st of 2020, uh, the bill would grant a consumer the right to request a business to disclose the categories and specific pieces of personal information that it collects about that consumer, the categories of sources from which that information is collected, the business purposes for collecting or selling the information, and the categories of third parties with which the information is shared. The bill would also require business to make disclosures about the information and purposes for which it is used. Uh, There was a speaker at the showcase today that actually mentioned that even sharing uh, of equal value of that information, maybe giving it to a competitor and they could get exchange uh, referrals or anything that is perceived to be equal value for that exchange of information exposes you and that other person to penalties and fines under the act, that California act, no matter where uh, it is enforced. Like uh, for instance, if somebody is moving to Georgia from California and they are still a citizen of California, then that law would apply and you might be subject to fines and penalties. So just beware and just take care of protecting clients and consumer data should you collect it via email, website, text, etc. Another event at the uh, showcase today in Atlanta at the Galleria in Marietta was a panel of experts, including uh, FMLS Jeremy Crawford uh, and others, that discussed uh, one of the issues, hot issues and topics is the coming soon listings. And many agents before were listing, not listing those properties in FMLS, trying to game the system to put coming soon uh, advertisements in properties and uh, drawing interest, drawing offers and contracts before they put them in FMLS, probably to avoid the fees. Now, FMLS has now introduced a category, Coming Soon, that allows not only the entry of some of those properties, but... The distribution of those entries would give advance notice to realtors as well as brokers in the FMLS system, but not clients or customers. Also, there's usually a, a limited period of time where it is on the coming soon status before it becomes active, and I believe that's 21 days. So within 21 days, that could become active, but it will be activated at midnight of the 21st day. Um, so there may be some problems coming up with that. Uh, one of which I think might be, uh, if you do provide that information to a customer or client and they do want to see that house and you tell them, no, you know, with respect, I'm going not to show that to you. I just want you to do a drive by, or we can't really see the property right now. Um, that client or customer may just go ahead and knock on the door. I understand from today's showcase that they um, do not want any offers to be submitted on these properties until it becomes active. So you can do uh, drive-bys. You can do uh, just different uh, analyses, CMA analyses for your client or customer. But um, I think the advice would be do not go and knock on the door of these places uh, just keep that in your pocket and keep that uh, listing in mind to show your customer or client at the time that you take them out and see properties in the area or whatever may else may fit their needs. But the information that's usually on the coming soon listing is very limited. It is not an exposure of all the details of the features and the disclosure statements, et cetera, et cetera the coming soon is traditionally the seller needs some time between signing the listing agreement and actually putting it on the market to clean up the house a little bit, maybe paint a couple of rooms, change out some carpeting, do some modifications to the property before they really want it to to see or to shine to potential buyers. So, keep that in mind. Hopefully that uh, status will not become out of control. Hopefully we can control the clients and customers from knocking on doors and, and interrupting people in the midst of uh, their repairs. And it can serve everyone well. Yes. Yeah, so just as a reminder, uh, my websites are www.abuyeragent.com or www.accessbrokerage.com. Also, my daily blog and other posts will be found at ABI, that's for Access Brokerage Incorporated, ABI blog.abuyeragent.com. Anyway, uh, getting on to another story uh, in, that I posted in that blog in the daily news section how senior citizens are impacting the real estate market. NAR did an analysis of senior citizens and their impact, and quite remarkably, there's some senior citizens that are first-time home buyers. So um, the highlights from the report of this, uh, buyers ages 54 to 63 had higher median household incomes and were more likely to be married couples. 12% of buyers ages 54 to 63 are first-time home buyers. 5% 64 to 72 were first-timers. And 4%, 73 and above. That's, it. That's remarkable, isn't it? That uh, many of these age ages, you'd think that they would have been homeowners before, but that just tells uh, volumes. Also, buyers age is uh, 54 to 63, purchased because of an interest in being closer to friends and families, which is pretty logical. Uh, job relocation, eh, you know, jobs at that age, eh. Uh, and the desire to own a house of their own. Also, sellers, 54 and older, often downsized and purchased a smaller, less expensive home than the one they sold. Now, I've known people that in that age group, they upgraded. They went to higher or bigger or larger houses for some reason, which is odd because you know that uh, you know two stories on knees, once you get a certain age, that's pretty difficult. But they, they chose to get bigger and better, so they did. Uh, also, sellers ages 64 to 72 lived in their homes for 21 years or more. That's an interesting article. So I like I said, I did post it in the um, daily news section of my blog. And again, that is abiblog.abuyeragent.com. Now, you can always reach me at 770-265-7293. That's my cell, 770-265-7293 be more than happy to talk to your needs of real estate, answer some questions, and just basically uh, be a sounding board. And a lot of times I can talk to folks and not just, you know, persuade them to buy, but uh, I usually start with the questions of um, why are they buying? Uh, do they really want to need to buy? Um, what are their real goals? What are, what are they planning to do out of this? Um, Are they just coming in to be with relatives? Are they coming in for a job? Are they coming into the area perhaps that they've always wanted to be in? And, you know, let's find something for them that they can, uh, they really love to live there and they can enjoy for the years they're going to be here. So with that, um, I'll probably lead into my next and final segment of this podcast. I uh, hope you stay around and listen to it. Thank you very much for listening. Hello and welcome to Access Brokerage Realty uh, final podcast, inaugural, final podcast segment of its inaugural podcast. So thanks for listening. And uh, my final topic would be uh, one of my latest posts on abiblog.abuyeragent.com is the question, does FHA insure mortgages for nursing homes? And the answer is Yes. And I'm asking is this within the scope and purpose of the U.S. federal government to ensure mortgages for the construction or operation of nursing homes? How many FHA mortgages have been used to fund nursing homes and have there been any defaults of those loans to the nursing homes? What other investment avenues are available to finance nursing home construction or operation besides FHA? Which means if they can go another way then that's not going to be a burden on the taxpayers if they default And speaking of default, there was a million-dollar penalty that was charged against one uh, nursing home that defaulted. Uh, The federal mortgage insurance program has a few significant defaults, very few significant defaults in its 50-year history, but a number of watchdogs in the government, including HUD's own inspector general, have routinely warned that the department does not spend enough time monitoring financial viability of nursing home owners and operators of the program. Section 232 of the National Housing Act goes in to discuss mortgage insurance for residential care facilities. Uh, section 232 may be used to finance the purchased, purchase, refinance, new construction, or substantial rehabilitation of a project. Combination of res- residential health care uses is acceptable, uh, coupled with new construction and refinance, assisted living facilities, et cetera, et cetera. Section 242 of the Housing Act provides mortgage insurance for acute care hospital facilities ranging from large teaching institutions to small rural access hospitals. So basically, uh, all this boils down to, is this a responsibility of the federal government to insure loans? Uh, And basically, I am against any time I see the federal government getting involved with the private sector like this. Um, and maybe in a more recent uh, podcast that I'll be describing um, some of my thoughts on what I'm seeing in the industry. And what I'm seeing is there's a relaxation of standards and um, qualifications to get loans. And I'll go into that in a future podcast, but I think we're on that trend to relax some of those restrictions that we had imposed during the uh, crisis that ran from 2008 to 2015. And you know we've come out of that now, but I think we're headed towards some relaxation of those tight restrictions and regulations that may result in some more defaults. So, hey, stay tuned for me and uh, stay tuned in any future podcasts. Again, this is Jim Parker, Access Brokerage Incorporated. I'm an exclusive buyer agent in the Atlanta metro area, uh, serving uh, clients and customers looking for uh, good values, good homes, and need some protection throughout the process. You know, I do not only help you find a home, which is pretty easily in Zillow and other things, but I've been in the business for over 20 years, and I need to express that there, there is a process. There's new things happening all the time. There are um, situations you might encounter that you need some assistance in uh, maybe negotiating the contract, negotiating through the inspections, uh, the uh, all the contingencies, the financing contingencies, uh, be it the inspection or due diligence contingencies, being the there's even contingencies on the uh, backup offers. and uh, you know just negotiating through all the repairs. Um, answering questions, seeking advice from those professionals that can provide my clients the best advice, and just, you know, as I say on my website, protecting buyers all the way through the process and even afterwards. I still be, am, am in contact with a lot of clients after the closings uh, to answer any of their questions, to follow up on, let's say, um, applica- applying for homestead exemptions, uh, answering questions about operations of the major systems in the household and just trying to help them guide them through home ownership, So they're, they're more comfortable each year afterwards to face, you know, what, what they didn't think of ahead of time, but you know, you kind of have to be there for them. So thank you for listening. I appreciate your time and God bless. And I'll see you next time. Lost in confusion. When I tell them there's no problem, only solutions.